Hey, strangers. Welcome to the Legends of Athletics podcast. Of course, you know me, or you may not know me since it's been a while. I'm your host, Justin Miller, and I want to feel you guys or welcome you guys back to the Legends of So, a few of you that have been avid listeners of the podcast, have been keeping up with the podcast, have been helping grow this channel, helping grow this podcast. Um, In the meantime, you guys have probably not heard me or seen any new episodes in quite some time. So, within that time, a few things have been happening personally, going back, um, trying to get some things in line, going to school doing some things I have to do to progress within my job. But also, we have launched a few things within the Legends of Athletics brand. Um, we've also been very busy, tra- or I've been very busy training, and things have been moving and in motion, and we're working on a whole lot of things, trying to get ready for the summer. So this time of year, it's, very, it's, usually, very, it's usually pretty busy for uh, the world of sports training, just in part because many kids – have been out for spring break. Many kids are getting ready to go into spring football. You're also getting ready to go into the summer, which is the time that many kids or most kids take to uh, use that that extra time to their advantage as far as getting ready for the seasons, getting prepared for maybe going to the next level and things of that nature. So though it's been some time, I have been keeping up um, and I've tried to get a few episodes out and, you know, at one point I thought I I was going to be able to get back on the right track as far as getting more regular, but some things kind of came about, but that's life. We make no excuses. We just keep trucking. We keep doing the best that we can do and we keep trying to mow through this, this thing called life to the best of our abilities. Now, with that being said, guys, we do have, or we've came out with some new merchandise that dropped last week. We came out with the long sleeve Legends of Athletics t-shirts. We also have a few more items right now for pre-sale. We're working on getting the website built again. Um, Hopefully we have that done in the near future. But right now we're doing those things. So if you see, if you follow Legends of Athletics um, on any social media and you see that those those, um, pieces of merchandise, so right now it's t-shirts. Also going to try to come out with a few other items. But if you see those t-shirts, anything like that, up for pre-sale and you want to uh, be a part of the team you want to show your support be sure to buy and show your support even if you don't want to buy then you we will always take donations i always take donations because that helps to keep the brand going it helps to keep this business growing and it also helps to keep us going and moving in the right direction there are some things that uh, we look to look forward to doing this year and we want to make sure that we're doing the best that we can, being professional as we can, and doing everything to the best of our ability. Now, with those things being said, before we go, don't forget to like this podcast. If you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, if you listen to it on Spotify, whatever platform it is that you're listening to it, make sure you like this podcast. Make sure you subscribe, and make sure you rate and leave a comment. Whether it's good or bad, make sure we leave comments. Make sure we're being active. That helps the channel to grow. That helps me to stay motivated. That helps me to get new content out to you guys for you guys to be notified as well. If it does have a notification bell up there, make sure you hit that notification bell. If you want to hear my voice, you want to hear me rambling off, things like that, make sure you stay in the loop, stay in the know. And if you're not on any social media, it's Legends of Athletics on all social media. 
So on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, those are three platforms. But if you don't have any of those three platforms, email email us at legendsofathletics19 at gmail.com and let us know how we're doing. Um, because even though you just hear my voice, there are a t- there is a team behind me that helps to keep this thing going, help this thing keep this thing keep this thing growing, and helps me stay and on the right path and in the right direction of where I need to be going. So with all those things being said, let's jump into uh, what w- the meat of this this topic for tonight. Um, on this topic for today, whatever time it is that you're listening to, and I'm recording this at night, so my time's a little bit off. And I'm having to get used to speaking to you guys again, so bear with me. But I want to talk to you guys about the importance of programming. In any facet of weightlifting or any form of training, we have to program whatever it is that we that we are trying to do. Even in the world, in the from the world of sports training to the world of sports performance to the world of basic strength and conditioning to the overall health and wellness or general fitness of what it is that we're doing we have to have some sort of program now the longer that you lift weights the longer that you're active the longer that you stay moving sometimes we deviate away from the program so sometimes we go in the gym for us that have five ten plus years of experience we may go in the gym and we may make up routines on the spot or make up routines based on Oh, that's the air. I'm like, what is that noise? But anyway, based on a routine that um, we are looking to do. Uh, so when we're doing those things, we may not follow a strict program necessarily. But if you remember back to maybe when you first started getting into fitness or maybe when you were in middle school or high school or whenever you were introduced to weight training and cardiovascular training, Maybe you followed a strict program. So that program may have looked something like this week, Monday through Friday, we're going to do five five by five rep scheme, and we're going to do uh, a bro split as far as maybe bodybuilding. So we may do chest on Mondays, legs on Tuesdays, arms on Wednesdays, back on Thursdays, full body on Friday. We may do something like that. Or maybe you were on a three-day routine where you did Monday, Wednesday, Friday, compound movements, Tuesday, Thursday, cardiovascular fitness. Or you may have followed something to that to that extent just to give you the parameters or the, the box of what a program kind of looks like. So, you know, when you get older, sometimes we deviate from that. So we may say, hey, I, I feel like I have a decently defined back or or I'm at a point in my fitness where following these strict guidelines don't necessarily benefit me that much, but I can kind of listen to my body or kind of go in the gym and kind of get a feel of the things I want to do. Now, the thing with going and kind of freestyling or going away from your normal uh, routine as far as like having it on paper or, or being strict is sometimes we can get into a, a thing of where we're going high volume or low volume and we may not even know how much volume you you may be questionable on even how much volume that you're getting because you're not recording it you're not keeping up with it you're not making sure or or you're not keeping up with your progress or what phase that you may be in at the current moment so i just want to talk to you guys a little bit about the 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 art or the sequencing i think that would be better term of programming because when we're programming, we want to be able to get the results that we want 
We want to make sure that we're doing the right thing, that we're standing on the right path. And we want to be a, and we want to be sure that the things that we're doing, whether they be quantitative or whether they be subjective or keeping us in track or keeping us in line with our goals. One thing that kind of put me in mind of this is me as far as where I am right now. I'm in this weight loss competition and it's a, it was a 12 week competition and it wraps up next week. But I thought about this the whole time because me being 31 years of age now, I think about how much time. I've spent in the gym and then how many years I wasted just going haphazardly to the gym and not really having a program or a plan. And it kind of put me in a mindset of most people do not know how to program a workout. They do not know how to plan their workout or their routine for what they're trying to do and where they're trying to go. So let's say that you're a person and you're trying to add strength. So what rep schemes what we be using for strength so if we want to get strength gains we probably be somewhere between the eight the six to, to eight six to ten rep range and that's just coming off the top of my head there's nothing that i have written down but if we were trying to go for hypertrophy meaning we were trying to gain size gain strength at the same time we would go a little lower than that so we may go with the five and below rep range so we may go with fives three i mean fives fours triplets uh uh triple sets the twos and then you know just singles singles doubles and triples i couldn't think of i couldn't think of the the, the, the double sorry guys but <clears throat> that, those are some things that we may do as well as if we wanted to add strength as well as as muscle endurance we may go 10 plus rep range so 10 to 15 10 to 20 rep range somewhere in there now of course, when you're going a little bit, when you're going for muscle endurance, even uh, muscle speed or bar speed, then the, the weight naturally will decrease. And we're not going to get so much into the percentages and, and the rep schemes and things like that as far as we just talking about the overall program. So how do I program would be the first question that anybody should ask. How, how do I do these things that you're, that you're talking about? Coach Miller or Justin Miller or Justin, whatever you choose to call me. How do I do these things? Well, first you start and you, you sit down and you come up. I usually like to come up with three things. What are the three things that I want to improve on? Now, I know for some people this may be tough. For some people this may be a task that you feel is I mean, a waste of time or something that you, that you have a hard time kind of sitting down and quantifying. So my three things would be like for for instance we're gonna use this we're gonna use what I'm doing currently for this weight loss competition. My three things are improve on muscular strength and endurance, improve my strength, add muscle. Those three things are what I do. So increase my muscular endurance, increase my muscle strength, and add muscle. Of course, naturally, if I increase my muscle endurance and I increase my strength, I'm going to add the third thing is just going to naturally happen. But I'll make sure I I'll make sure that I put an emphasis on that because some of my rep, some of my rep schemes or some of my sets that I do gear towards the fact of just trying to add another slab of muscle. Now, muscle is very hard to come by, whether whether it be uh through sports enhance sports performance uh, or sports enhancing supplements um, such as steroids or whatever or just your natural 
trying to add muscle. Muscle itself is hard to come by. It's hard to gain, easy to lose. Um, so those are the three things I kind of sit down. I, so once I have this how-to, now I, I kind of can gauge about what I want to do. Okay, so if I want to improve my, mus my muscular uh, endurance and my muscular strength, then I, I need to have good time under tension. The time under tension, and I, I'm giving you guys a lot of information, but I'm trying to, this is very general, nothing specific. But the time under tension is the time that my muscle is under a X load. So if we were talking about this in, school, in terms of school, it will be X, Y, and Z. So if I was under X load for, for Y time, it would give me Z. So if I put, if I'm, uh, Let's say I'm squatting, right? And I'm use a load number. We're gonna say I'm squatting 315 pounds. So 315 pounds for 10 reps would give me a great time under tension. Now, depending on my rep tempo, uh, that could be we could go three zero three. So we go three seconds down, or three seconds into the eccentric, three seconds into the concentric, or we can just go. Um, kind of the blow and go rep scheme there's really no time to it but you you bang out the 10 reps as quick as possible now if i'm going the route of increasing my time under tension i'm going three seconds into my eccentric one second into my concentric so that means i'm going three seconds so that means that i'm going three seconds down one second up then i would simply be working the kind of the same muscles as i would if i was just blow and go but the difference is when i'm when i'm just going or blow and go technique when i'm just doing that then i'm i'm recruiting more type 2b muscle fibers so those are those big thick muscle fibers most time you see those in sprinters or athletes that are very explosive they have a lot of type 2b muscle fibers but if i'm increasing my time on attention i'm going at three one tempo rep scheme then i'm going to recruit more muscle fibers and therefore break down and damage more muscle the more muscle that we can damage and break down the more muscle when it rebuilds that we are able to recruit to come back now there are some parameters to this if you are a okay let me see how to explain this right if you are a beginner beginner lifter, so anywhere between two years and below, I'll say, there's no way possible that you would ever recruit 100% or even 90%, and I may go as far as 80% of your muscle's full potential. That's why you can see a beginner go in and do the same routine five days a week and never get injured because the body is not able to even recruit those the complete to this full potential at that stage now if you are an intermediate to advanced lifter so you've been lifting for a little while we're gonna say five at least five years plus then your body has more of an ability to get to 90 percent of its full potential as far as muscle recruitment and being able to reach max potential now that last 10%, most people will never hit. Most people are not able to recruit their the, the maximum amount of muscle unit, muscle units, not muscle, the maximum amount of muscle units 
in order to truly see what their maximum potential is. Now, those people that are able to recruit this, most of the time are your power lifters because they train that that nervous system. They train their central nervous system to be able to take on and withstand it, and they train the muscles in the body to be able to withstand it. Now, when you go to those levels, you're you're probably only doing one, maybe two reps possible because the weight's so heavy. That's just natural. So that comp that all wraps into our how to. So we, we must be able to, to factor in what what am I doing? So again, I come back to and I say strength, muscle strength, muscle endurance. I need to be somewhere in between the eight to 10 rep range. Okay, so over a 12 week period, all right, so I come into the gym and I'm going from couch potato. So I haven't been, I've been sedentary and I've been inactive. So I'm basically going from a sedentary lifestyle, a basically inactive baseline, and I'm coming back and I'm working my way back in. I'm probably gonna go about, for me, off the street and I have muscles that are asleep. The cells know what to do, but they haven't been working a while. But for me, I'm probably going to come in, do about 70, 70 at the max, 70, 75, somewhere in there, 70, 75% of my one RM, my one rep max potential. And I'm going to go between eight to 10 reps. For some exercises, it actually may be somewhere between 6 to 10, 12 if I'm feeling good. And that's the first. And that 12 is going to probably come on the first one, maybe two sets. And that's if I'm feeling good. Um, the reason for that is because, one, I know domes is going to kick in. So that's the delayed onset muscle soreness. Two, my body is not prepared. So my GPP is down. My general my general. Uh, preparedness is is nowhere near where it should be. Three is for injury, so I need to preserve my body. And four is we're just trying to get back in motion and get our bodies back to the movement pattern. So therefore, when I come in, I'm still gonna get I'm still gonna get stronger naturally because I'm moving and I'm getting my body in motion and I'm giving myself an external load. So there, you're naturally gonna get growth. So I don't have to go balls to the wall or push the limits as soon as I come through the door and I'm naturally going to increase my, so, so that right there is naturally going to increase my muscular strength. My muscles naturally going to come on because it has to get, it has to prepare itself for taking on these loads and handling, 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 I'm sorry, these loads externally. And so we got the muscle taken care of. And then we come back to the muscle, the, 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 the muscle endurance that's naturally again going to happen within the four to, first four to six weeks because my body is getting prepared for what I can take on. Now for a person like me who has many years of experience lifting weights, my body will not take as long as a person who has no experience to get from point A, B, C, and then back where I was. Now, if you have no experiences, this may take up to six months depending on who it is, and depending on the level of obesity, the, the level of uh, mobility involved. It could take it could take even past six months. But I know me coming through the door, those are the things in my program that I want to do. So 
what do I, how do I center my program? My programs for me, for my athletes over the years have always been centered around compound exercises, compound movements. Now for some, maybe that's not your routine because we all have different goals. So if I'm into bodybuilding, I may not center my program around compound movements because really and truly compound movements are great. They give me the most overall development. They give me the most for my physique, but I'm trying to accomplish an aesthetic goal and not an athletic goal. Now for athletics, our goal is to be able to go and move as fast as possible, as fluently as possible through each and every range of motion as safely as possible, but as explosively as possible. So those are things that you have to keep in mind as well when when coming up with your program. What is my goal? My goal for many, many years has always been how do I move fluently? How do I move through each range of motion as effortlessly as possible without losing a lot of my functionality and my functionality as far as being an athlete and just in my everyday life. Um, I like the bodybuilder look. I like doing bodybuilding exercises, but I do not like being stiff as a board. So that's always been me. Now, I have had phases where I do bodybuilding style training, but I've never had the goal of looking like a bodybuilder. Um, so, you know, again, it just comes with time and place and what it is that you're looking to do, what it is you're trying to do. So when we're coming into this work, some things that you could expect, whether it be athletically or general population, things you can expect, you're going to get sore. You're going to have to push yourself some days and you're going to have to dig within some days. But how do we know whether to scale up or scale back? Well, a few things within a program, and even when I write programs for my athletes, or even when I'm training my athletes weekly, I always start off by asking them, how do you feel? Because how you feel, I, I like to know how are you feeling mentally, how are you feeling physically, and where, where, where just where are you? Headspace, physically, everything. Because uh, physiologically, uh, within our heads, if we're not feeling it, feeling it that day, or maybe something major happened in your life that day, whatever, then you may not be able to perform up to the ability or the capability that you would on a free day or on a day where you're feeling 10 out of 10 and everything's going well. Same thing physically. If you're not feeling, uh, at a hundred percent or near a hundred percent, you can you can basically you'll basically know that your your performance will not be anywhere near par or n anywhere near your part. So, what do I mean by that? Now, this is where we come into the thin line of do I go a little harder or do I scale it back? Because we don't want to get anything like we don't want to get severe soreness. So where we have a uh, rhabdo or rhabdometriosis or rhabdometriosis, but we don't want to go too light to where we aren't um, pushing ourselves and we aren't doing the best that we could have done. So this is the way I always kind of go on the scale. For me, one of my favorite exercises is the squat. I love the bench press. I love all the big three uh, deadlifts as well. 
And I've taken time over the years to kind of perfect those and, and make sure I work on my form. And even to this day, excuse me, even the, un, until this day, I still work on my form. I still try to perfect it as much as I can and master it while I still have time. But the way I look at it is if I go into the gym and it's squat day, it's leg day, and I know I'm going to do a back squats. Now, there are some days where I will purposely take out or deprogram back squats because sometimes you're just not, you know, you need that break from the bar, that break from the rack, just the mental, the mental break and, and, and things like that. Because when you're squatting it, you, you're basically going to war. That's the man maker of the gym. Not many people use a squat rack. But to get back on track, if I go in there and I'm warming up, I'm doing my warm-up set. So I've got 135, so that's just a 45 on each side. i got 135, I'm banging out. I do 5 to, to 10 reps. Boom, boom, boom. And then I go up and I go to my 225. And when I put the 225 on, I'm like, man, this thing... It feels like a feels like a house on my back. And then I probably know that day I may not be able to reach my full potential. Now, with that, that does not mean that you don't try to hit some of your normal numbers. This is what I mean. So when I put that 225 on, it's a couple reasons that that could be feeling really heavy. One, I could be stiff, or I may not have the mobility that I that I'm that I need to have. Maybe I slept wrong. Maybe I haven't been moving enough. Things like that. Two, I may not have warmed up the muscles and the joints enough at that point to feel pretty good about going going into my heavy sets. Now, I say I would say this. If I'm doing a rep scheme of 8664, 3x10, or if I'm doing power sets, or I'm doing like my 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, Five three three two two one one three two two one things like that. Then before I go up, I'm gonna try the three fifteen just to see how that feels. Now, if I get to that and it's still everything's tight, everything's slow, it feels really really heavy. It would be stupid, and I say that it. Let me use another term. It would not be in my best interest to go up to 405 and start popping out 405, go up and try to go and try to attempt 430 or try to attempt what a max load would be that day. The reason I say that is we live in this society, and this is another sidebar. We live in a society where they say go harder, go harder, go harder, work, 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 work. Don't listen to your body. Bump that. Go harder. You got a little bit. That's fine and dandy sometimes but sometimes we got to use a little bit of common sense if 315 was heavy as crap i bumped straight to 405 plus i'm probably gonna put myself at a high risk of injury all due to my ego now this goes back to the physiological stuff if you go into the gym one day and you don't hit your PRs or you don't hit the numbers you're accustomed to, it's it's okay. Trust me, it's okay. But now if this trend happens two, three, four times, then we start looking at, well, something's off. Maybe my diet's off. 
Maybe my sleep is off. Maybe my rest is off. Maybe these supplements need to be scaled back. Maybe I need to look into my supplement timing, but something else may be the cohort. And if you're cutting, naturally, as the calories come down, as the, the, the carbs come down, the fats come down, notice I didn't say protein, but the carbs come down and the fats come down, well, shoot, you naturally, you're not going to be as strong anyway. You might start leaving one or two reps on the table but because you just can't get them, and that's okay. But blowing your ACL is not okay due to ego. Hamstring injuries are not okay, again, due to ego. Quad injuries, hip injuries, back injuries due to ego are not okay. And that's all I'm saying on that because I could go a little bit further. But injuries due to ego are not okay. So an effective program. We talked about, so, so should I scale up or should I scale it back? Again, this is subjective to the person. But though it's, subject, though it's subjective, it should be taken, in, taken into account what it is you're trying to accomplish. Can I live to fight another day? Because if you in the, if you in this game, all right, let's say, all right, for instance, you in this game like I am, right? You in this 12-week challenge, who can lose most weight? It would be kind of crazy of me to go in there. Yeah, you want to, like, towards the end, you want to push it as hard as you can within safe parameters. But it would be crazy for me to come in and say, you know what, man? It's week two or week three. I'm about to go ahead and pop this 405 off my back. We're going to do sets of five, sets of five plus with the 405 squatting. Then I'm going to come back. I'm going to bench press the 275 plus, and I'm going to do that for some sets of 10. And all the while, my body's hurting. So if I do have an injury, guess what? I'm out another at least four weeks, two to four weeks, Two to six weeks, two to eight weeks, I took myself out of competition that I didn't have to because I was doing something that I should probably shouldn't have done. I I probably could have played a little bit smarter and preserved myself and lived a fight another day. That's the thing you have to remember. Even athletes, when you're in that gym, you use the weights as tools to help you grow, tools to help you get better. We are not trying to compete in world's strongest man. It's not the goal to say, How much can I lift today? How much can I lift today? You don't hit nobody who, look, PRs don't happen every day. And if you PR in all the time, it probably wasn't a true PR the first time. PRs happen when we go to the max limit, when we push ourselves to the absolute brink and we overcome and create a, and, and, and go over an old goal and create a new level. Now, yeah, you might be PRing all the time if you're in high school, but after that, it ain't happening that much. And once you get older, older, it's happening when you feel good. Like, I know the days I'm a PR because I go in and I say, man, I, I feel pretty good today. I think I'm going to hit, hit a PR. Now, it don't always happen like that, but nine times out of ten, it's going to happen. So, you have to remember those things. So, it's, it's subjective. That's very, very subjective. But an, but, but an effective program, and uh, an effective program, 
you are going to have great sleep. You are going to have great recovery. You are going to have good strength and you're going to have good mobility. What do those things mean? You should be able to move weights through full range of motion. If you cannot move weights through full range of motion, you should work on stretching, mobility, and functionality. I never, look, there's a time place for half reps. It's time place for quarter reps. It's time place for, for three quarters of reps. But most times, if you ever see me working out, I'm trying to accomplish my full range of motion. Now, full range of motion, what does that mean? Again, this is subjective, person to person. Within the world of strength and, and conditioning, we've tried to make this quantitative, and it's, it's really not. Case in point, squats, right? I know some kids listen to this podcast, so we're going to say butt to the grass. But y'all know what coaches say. So when it comes to squatting, some people say, Oh, each person's squat should look like X. Mm-mm. If you've been in a coaching game, you know. Everybody's squat looks different. And naturally, everybody's squat should be different. Why should I have a guy who's 6'2", or 6'1", plus 6'2", plus squatting the same as a guy who's 5'10", and under? I'll wait. Because it makes no sense at all. Also, I think when we make it quantitative, we take out factors such as large hamstrings, large quads, tight hips, tight ankles, horrible knee mobility, stiff back, long back, a short back. We take out all that stuff. We say, man, they should all look the same. That makes not, not a lick of sense at all. So... I like to put up some of my squat videos every now and then, and I'm always interested in the feedback that I get. And it ain't most time like out in the open. It's more so like inbox, things like that, where people give me feedback. But I used to be heavily critical on myself, on my squat. Like, oh, I think I can go a little bit lower. I think I can go. But, you know, I learned that I'm hitting the hole, and I learned that my body position is probably at the best it's going to be. I have larger hamstrings and larger leg muscles and my femurs are not that long um so naturally i i i think i'm achieving the most i can achieve on my squats and so again you have to look at each player if you're especially if you're a coach or if you're training by yourself look at each player look at yourself and again it's subjective you have to say am i going as low, low as i can now i do believe in squatting below parallel it's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill the knees. It's, it's not even studies to show that, oh, if you go past parallel, you're, you're strengthening the joints and tendons more than anything. And you're allowing yourself again, we're practicing full range of motion. So you're getting stronger in each plane, each, each um, degree of motion. But you must know what the motion is. So when you're squatting, falling, making sure your butt falls into the hole, and then getting up out of it. Now, if you got so much weight on there, you can't even tell if you're hitting the hole or not. Take a little bit of that weight off. And again, I know this from experience because when I was in high school, I could never tell if I was in the hole or not. I just knew I squatted. I got a lot of weight on my back. I don't know. I'm just trying to get down and get this junk off me. 
Um, but again, you have to you have to know where you are in space. So that's where you know you have to learn how to listen to your body, learn how to feel your body, and get in tune with your body and yourself, and and kind of know where you are with that. Um, also, an effective program, you should be able to measure your outcomes. So this is easy in the world of, of uh, athletics. It's easy, really, in the world of general fitness as well. Um, because when I think about it, I think about athletes, right? So when I think about an athlete, if he comes to me and he says, well, Coach Miller, I want to be able to run a little bit faster this offseason. So how do we make that? How, how am I able to measure that? Simple. Uh, if he run a 40-yard dash in a 4-8-40, by the time we get done, uh, eight-week program, eight- to 12-week program, however long this offseason is or however long the kid's with me, eight- to 12-week program, I should be able to measure how he got if he got faster. If he runs a 4 7 you got faster. Run a 4 9 you got slower. So something didn't work. That's very easy to measure. Sometimes as, adult, as adults, we kind of get lost in the mix of, if we're me of measuring our, our, our outcomes and our weights and our things like that, because we don't really, we don't do anything that's on paper that, that you would look at and say, well, I got better or I got worse. Um, but I think you should be able to write your numbers down relative, relative uh, to your one RM. Now, when we're measuring our weights, right. As an adult, one of the most dangerous things you can do as an adult is a one rep max, unless you're a powerlifter. Probably one of the most dangerous things, or, or weightlifter, one of the most dangerous things you can do is a uh, one rep max, again, because that goes back to the point I made at the beginning of this podcast. Your body just cannot recruit that many muscles. You probably haven't used your max potential in God knows when. So for most adults, I would say a relative max would be, be uh, better than an absolute max. So a relative max is something that like you go in and, Maybe you have to, well, not maybe, but go in with a partner. And if you were trying to find a relative max on bench press, you guys come up with a weight that's a weight that's fair. And you can, they have so many calculators on Google and stuff now, you can find it anywhere. But you may just do, let's say you're deconditioned and you want to just start with something, something general. We'll say 135. And you go in there and you hit 135 12 times. You put it into the calculator, calculator. And it gives you a relative max of, I don't know, 240 pounds, something like that. I'm not looking at a computer, so the numbers may be way off. But we'll say 240 pounds. So that would be your projected 1RM. And then you can start taking percentages from that 1RM. And you start doing 80% of your weight, 90% of the weight, 60%, 70%, and scaling it according to what it is that you're trying to do. So that's how, you know, you should be able to measure, have quantitative measures. But... It's not all about what you do in the weight room. It should be also with your food as well. So if you're on a diet and let's say that within that diet, you're not getting adequate sleep or your sleep patterns off, then you should look at some of the things within the diet that may be hindering your sleep. Maybe you're not getting enough carbs. Maybe you need a little bit more fats. Maybe your protein, it, well, your protein wouldn't really affect that, but maybe you need a little more carbs. Maybe you need a little more fats. Maybe you need to, you know, work on your nutrient timing. So timing your your meals around your workouts. Maybe you need to eat before your workout. Maybe you need to eat after your workout. Maybe you should you should stay away from this food because it upsets your stomach, or or eat more of this food because it has great micronutrients. So things like that. Um, when it comes to your to your nutrients and your sleep, and um, even when it comes to your muscle, if you're losing muscle, you probably need to add a little more protein. If you kind of stand maintaining muscle or adding muscle, then you're probably in the sweet spot of your protein goals. Um, opposed to what many people say, 
I don't think uh, that it's really possible to overconsume protein, but you do have to be smart about your protein intake. Now, if you're 300 pounds, the general rule of thumb is to go one to one and a half grams of your body weight in protein. If you're 300 pounds, it's pretty tough, darn near impossible to eat 300 grams of protein. Um, so you probably want to stay anywhere between the 200 to 220 range, uh, just would be a good sweet spot. If you're about 180 pounds, you can go about 180 to 200 grams. 150 pounds, you can go about 170, 180 grams of protein over, and that would be, you still be good. But even if you would, if you if you want to match your your lean body mass, match for match, you can still do that. You want you won't gain muscle, but you'll maintain the muscle that you have and you retain it. So don't get too caught up in that as well. But you can you can do those things and you'll still be okay. So. You know, that's another thing you want to be able to measure. Measure your rest. So if, if you're lifting four days a week and you, you feel strong um, and those three days off gives you the strength and, the, and you're able to perform, then you want to be able to, you want to probably want to keep that schedule for a little while. Um, if you're lifting five days a week, which is something that I like to do, and you feel pretty strong, you feel like your recovery is on pace, and then you want to keep that five, that five, uh, that five work day a week schedule going now if you're going five and one week you're kind of down you're kind of not feeling it feel like the wheels are spinning or the burnout's about to occur and then you may want to cut down to four and then just come back and try it again within a week or so and um it's not gonna kill you just just again we we we, we have the ability when we have a program we have the ability to scale it up and we have the ability to scale it back um also don't be afraid if you if if within your program that's another thing that's great. That within your program, don't be afraid if you're in the weight room and you have five scheduled exercises and you're only able to hit four. This is on the end of the world, missing missing one one movement pattern. I swear it's not. So, again, measure, measuring your outcomes. You should be able to, to measure your outcomes. So, I've given you the how-to. I've given you the science to scale up and scale back. We've talked about an effective program, whether it be quantitative or subjective in some aspects. And we've also talked about measuring our outcomes. And the last thing that we, that we have to do is we have to put it to work. So you have to put everything, everything that we do, we have to put it to work. Nothing works unless you do. So with that, I'm sorry, guys, I'm doing all this moving, got my mic cord. But anyway, with that work, it's about working smarter and not working harder. Don't work against yourself. Don't, within the fitness community, we have adopted this mindset of, punish the body my will is stronger than whatever but your will is not stronger than your central nervous system your will is not stronger than your physiological self your will is not stronger than your motivation your will is not stronger than your physical body we we go to the gym we eat the way we eat we we drink this water we train in order to accomplish a goal and to satisfy ourselves as far as reaching our goals and unlocking the dopamine response in the brain that we accomplished a goal we set a mark for ourselves and we were able to hit it but this should be enjoyable enjoy the process enjoy the good days as well as the bad but if you have more bad than good then we need to switch it up we may need to try instead of traditional weightlifting you may need to try crossfit or maybe hiking or biking or um Anything like that, you don't necessarily have to, it doesn't always have to be weights. 
um, even for my athletes, it's time. It's good. It's great to take time off, reset the brain, cut it off from whatever you're doing, and then come back and focus on the work that you had to put in. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It's great to be back. Uh, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed giving you guys information because I like to sit and be able to give my audience the things they need give you guys you guys have helped this channel grow you guys have helped this podcast grow from day one and uh i just like you know to be able to, to have people tell me their stories tell me i'm able I'm, i've helped them in some capacity and i like people to come back be successful be the best version that they can be and that's why i do this man it's not it's not anything not for for any fame or clout anything like that but that's great but it's not for any of that stuff but it's just so you guys can be the best that you can be and be the best version of yourself that you can be. Find the time to be active each day. It doesn't have to be an hour. At least take 30 minutes a day. Work on your mobility. Work on being active. Work on getting outside, getting some vitamin D. Uh, it's about to get hot. I know a lot of people have been working on that body in this winter time. And it's time to take them shirts off time to you know getting them two-piece things like that so make sure you putting yourself in the best position to be the best person that you can be be the best shape that you can be be there for your kids kids get those scholarships things like that and hey as i say all the time make sure you getting one percent better each and every day and be legendary